Looking back on the six-game road trip, what was good, what was bad, what happened to Jason Tatum that could unlock him and take him to yet another level? It's all right now on the Locked On Celtics podcast. Be ever ready. Recognize the city of champs. Boston, baby, we do what you can. Locked on number 18, Tatum and Brown, J team. Step back, we gon' wet that and slay teams. Of course, the Celtics, who else could it be? Screaming like KG with the Larry OB. Corrales above average, assessing the team status. Best daily pod, no cap, salary matching. Clutch like Bird to DJ, keep John on replay. Primetime, dapping up the truth on the sideline. Raining Jays, how it started, raising banners, how we finished. Locked on Celtics, pod, home of the winners. B. Hey there, welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics podcast right here in the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day, and I'm here for you every day with a free, fresh podcast. Drop directly to your device if you are a subscriber, so make sure you are subscribed wherever you get your podcasts. You can even watch the show on YouTube. I love having all of you on YouTube. One of the advantages of subscribing on YouTube, the show drops a little earlier than the audio podcast because it's just a different audience. The audio podcast is for mostly commuters and stuff. So YouTube podcast, when I get a chance to drop it earlier, I do. And it's a great chance for people to communicate with each other. So please join the YouTube community. I'm, <coughs> I'm choked up and I'm John Corrales and I'm not editing that out. I'm a former professional basketball player covering the Celtics for Boston Sports Journal. Now, uh, I've also written a book called the Boston Celtics All-Time All-Stars. Today, we are going through the road trip. The road trip is over. The six-game beast of a trip that started in Brooklyn and ended in LA. We're going to go through all of that and why this is preparation for January. January's schedule is a beast. First, today's show brought to you by Crack Sauce, C-R-A-I-C, cracksauce.com. Hot sauce, big, bold flavors, built different, made in Massachusetts, made in Lowell, Massachusetts. A couple of updates. The, the Soho Winter Market in uh, South Boston is done, so you can't go there to pick it up anymore. The Aji Punch, the Sweet Heat, is sold out. So congratulations to everybody who picked that up. Go to CrackSauce, C-R-A-I-C, sauce.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON for plenty of other options. Great last-minute gift. So let's bring in our friend, Tom Wesserholm. What up, what up? To underscore hey. the road trip here. How you doing, Tom? I'm good, man. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm doing, I'm so happy they're done with this road trip. I, I am thrilled. Oh my gosh. Like just, uh, I like, not I'm not as excited. I'm not as excited as Tatum and Jalen and all the other guys. Like, cause everybody had something to say about how excited they were to go home yesterday. But, That's uh, like the first thing everybody said after the game. It's like, Oh, literally, God, this is over. Seriously. Everybody did with literally uh, and literally the first thing Tatum to Chris Haynes on TNT. Damn. I'm <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so let's let's just that's a good starting point because this trip was exhausting. Yeah. Think about this, man. First of all, you go Brooklyn, Toronto back to back, down to Phoenix, over to Golden State, LA back to back. So two back to backs and a three game yeah. in four game stretch on a road trip that's generally longer than most road trips. So this was a beast of a trip and is no there's no surprise to me tom that when we look at it okay they went four and two which to me fine sign me up for four and two on this road trip the fact that things started to cascade downwards as the trip went on not shouldn't really be surprising 
not a surprise at all for a bunch of reasons. I think number one, you you mentioned how that road trip was longer than most road trips, right? That's it's the longest road trip that I've seen while I've been covering the Celtics. Like yep. I, I I have not seen a six game road trip, which was funny last night when I realized the Lakers had just gotten done with a six game road trip yeah. and they were back from. I was like, I, you know, I had spent all this time talking about like ah the Celtics are on this long road trip. This is you know whatever whatever. And then I was like oh and also. Their opponent tonight just got back from one. So hmm. I don't know. Maybe I'll maybe I'll scale it back a little bit. But I do think that, you know, like you said, four and two, that's pretty good. The other thing, you know, I was looking up some stats from the road trip and like the Celtics. So their their net rating over the road trip was like, you know, one point something. It was like much lower than their their season average. But the reason it was so low is because their defense really held up. That's super encouraging if you're the Celtics. Like that the reason that you did well on this road trip you're going to expect the shots to suffer, right? Expect the three pointers to start missing. Cause you're tired. Damn. You're tired. As Tatum put it like, like some of the offensive stuff, this beautiful game you've been playing, like, you know, like just all, all the passing all, all the, all the, you know, all, all kind of the concentration that that all requires. Yeah. That might suffer a little bit, but the reason the Celtics went four and two and the reason the Celtics did pretty well was because of their defense. That's a super encouraging road trip to me that you come off that you can feel pretty good going back to Boston. I have the numbers here. Uh, so offensive rating for the Celtics over the six-game trip in totality, 108.1, which is about 12 points below normal, yeah. and 27th, 27th in the league, yep. third, fourth worst offense in the league over that over the course of six games. Now throw in two stinkers in there that really drag the number down. Okay, that's what that's what happens with a small sample size. Right. Defensive rating though, 106.9, which was fifth best which led to that 1.3 net rating. So over the past six games, uh, the Celtics are one of 11 teams, 12, okay, half the league had a positive net rating. So they're they're up in the top half. Um, so ultimately, good. You know, five, fifth in the league, league defensively, they're able to kind of hold their own, and you're starting to see that defensive thing, uh, the defensive trend kind of ha- going in the right direction. That, that is good. That is good. And the Celtics able to get stops finally at the end of the last night's game, the, at the end of the, the Lakers game. Might have been just more because the Lakers were gassed. I mean, they, oh, they, they were gassed. They were, they were toast. Uh, it, I think it was really funny. I mentioned it in the last night's show. Both teams, once they got their biggest lead of the game, collapsed. <laughs> Celtics, Celtics went up 20 and were like, ah, and then gave up a massive run. And the Lakers got up 13 with a few minutes to go, and they're like, oh, okay. Look, look at how bad the Celtics looks. There's no way they're coming back from this. Psych. Um, so, yeah. So, so anyway, to your point, the defense the defense is coming around, which is great because Robert Williams is coming back at some point. Which, okay, another thing from this road trip. Let's yes. just get to that. Let's, Let's do just it. get to that. Robert Williams comes out before the, the Warriors game, yeah. and – Video of him in practice, video of him running with the team. All of a sudden, he's day by day, and Joe Mazzulla's smirking, and he can't keep that smile off his face. And Robert Williams does an interview about how great he's feeling. It's like, wow, day to day, we might even see him against the Warriors. No, not against the Clippers, not against the Lakers. Just He might play when he gets home on Friday, which is exactly what we thought before the trip started. What the hell was that? What did they, that? Why did they do that to us? That was weird. Like I don't. 
What, why do any of that? Honestly, man, like your plan made a lot of sense. <laughs> Send him to the G League. If he's really day by day, go have him play some games in right. Maine. We, we just got done saying that there's all these games in Maine that he could play. And instead, he went on this road trip. And I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, he, Robert Williams seems it's like great a del- he's on this road trip. delightful young man. Like, of course, yeah. it'd be, you know, it'd be nice to have him along, of course. But um, <laughs> it just like unless he was just purely there to uh, to be a vibes guy, which, you know, maybe that's the reason hey. they went for it, too. Look. Celtics, uh, positive defensive net rating with Rob Williams uh, uh, along on road trips. So, sure, you know, sure. Hey, it. that's one way to spin it. You know, <laughs> so sure. yeah, Rob no, Williams already making a difference with yeah. the defense. You know what? Like, yeah, just just purely his presence. They don't even want to shoot when he's on the bench. It's yeah, it's, it's completely different. No, but I I do think like it was it was very strange that they that they came out and they did all that. It was almost like like. You know, it was almost like they were they were trying to like do like a Bill Belichick thing. Like, oh, is he is he like like you might have to prepare prepare for Rob Williams. Like, I I didn't understand it at all. But um, but yeah, I mean, it, now he's got two days to uh, you know, two days to unpack all his stuff from the road trip and maybe play on Friday. Who knows? Who knows? It, look, the 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 G League is still an option here. They can yeah. at least. They can at least bring back. What, what do we say? Uh, they they play on Thursday night. Yeah. The Maine Celtics play on Thursday night. This is we're recording this on uh, Wednesday. So, hey, this is this is the possible. It's still my plan. Still theoretically could come to fruition. Get him that that game under his belt. Bring him back on Sunday and yeah. kind of you know, see how he yeah. responds. That, that that Sunday game. That that really nice little like Sunday afternoon, all the kids perfect. are in attendance. So perfect. Sell some Rob Williams jerseys to some little kids in the yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, it's perfect. So I still think it's possible. At the very least, bring the red claws down, have them scrimmage. The Celtics have the day off on Thursday anyway. Bring the bring bring the main Celtics. I keep saying red claws. Bring the Celtics down to the um the the facility or something like that. I don't know. I don't know. I still Whenever I get fixated on a plan, I want it to happen. I want th- I want that I told you so moment so bad. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I think I think him not playing on the road trip is a little bit of an I told you so after Joe Missoula yeah, yeah. smirking. After yeah. everything, I was like, geez, I guess I I guess I blew it. But no, no, I didn't blow it. He's yeah. still he still didn't play on this. Thing. Yep. Um more takeaways, more takeaways coming up on this uh from the road trip. Uh getting into maybe some of the more specific things that we've seen. And and just kind of overall how we feel about about this, and I got to think about Jason Tatum. I want to, I kind of want to get Tom's take on how Jason Tatum was defended and how he handled certain things uh, with that. So I'll do that in just a moment. First, today's show is brought to you by ExpressVPN, which we know protects your privacy and security online. But maybe you didn't know, you can also use ExpressVPN to unlock movies and shows that are only available in other countries. Maybe you've run out of stuff to watch on Netflix. Uh, you can fire up ExpressVPN, change the location to the UK, refresh Netflix, and boom, that's it. ExpressVPN lets you control where you want sites to think you are located. So you can choose from almost 100 different, loca- different locations. My mouth is in a different location right now. Imagine Netflix libraries that you can go through, Korean dramas, sure, no problem. Uh, anything, anywhere you want to go. It works with Hulu, BBC iPlayer, YouTube, you name it. There are hundreds of VPNs out there, but 
the reason to use ExpressVPN is that there's never any buffering or lag. It's ridiculously fast. You can stream HD, no problem. It works on all your devices, phones, media consoles, smart TVs, and more. So you can watch what you want on the big screen or on the go. So if you want access to hundreds of new shows, go to expressvpn.com slash locked on right now. You can get uh, an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free at expressvpn.com slash locked on expressvpn.com slash locked on to learn more. Today's show is also brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. You've, you're hanging out with some friends, putting back a few drinks, and a few becomes a few too many. As the evening comes to an end, people start to head out. You think of calling for a ride, and then you think, eh, I live nearby. Can make it home, okay? It's no big deal. This has happened at holiday parties all over the place. What are the odds you're going to get pulled over anyway? And even so, what's the worst that can happen? Your insurance can go up. Oh, you can lose your license. You can lose your job. You can total your car. Or you could even kill somebody. Everyone knows the risks of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why police officers are out right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again, play it safe, plan ahead, and get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. Hey, thanks for making Locked On Celtics your first listen every day. Now make Locked On Sports today your for your second listen. Uh, all the stuff from across the sports world that you need to know, the big headlines with the local experts. You're never going to find a show like this anywhere else. It's on Locked On Sports today. Find it wherever you got this podcast, also on YouTube. Let's bring Tom Westerholm back in to get back into this road trip. And, Tom, I think we saw the best win of the season, uh, the Toronto game. I still think that was the best one. The Lakers game kind of had that same vibe of a choice to make. You you came out, you blew a 20-point lead, you got down 13, you had a choice to make. I'm not putting it in the same class as the Raptors game because uh, I think the Raptors game, that, that was the, the halftime decision to come out after a tough first half against a team that was really, really like much more in a position to win that game. So you got uh, fairly easy wins, Brooklyn and Phoenix. You got two tough wins in Toronto and L.A., two tough losses in Golden State and the Clippers. So out of all of that, is there anything that comes out that stands out to you as um, something that can carry over into the next season? Maybe maybe something positive, maybe something negative. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, like if we're, lo- if we're looking at the negatives, I, I do think that we saw um, – like we saw the Celtics kind of dip their just dip their toes back into last year, right? Like just yeah. like to, to the beginning of last year. Not they didn't dive back in. They got themselves back out of it against the Lakers, and then they kind of dipped their toes again a little bit, and then they got themselves back out of it again. <laughs> but we just that little bit of like, yeah, we still got a little bit of this left. Is is <laughs> if you're if you're if you know if you've been watching the Celtics, like you know that you know the signs, right? Oh the yeah. Offense, the offense gets super stagnant. Marcus Smart is trying to find somebody for 15 seconds and then, like, you know, just dribbling around. And then all of a sudden he he chucks a ball off the glass that was like, you know, like, like that could have been like Shaquille O'Neal breaking a backboard. Like it was I mean, there was like, you know, the signs like Jason Tatum, like starts attacking four people at once when there's guys who are open and. Yeah. One one pass might swing all the way around and find him again. 
but he doesn't he doesn't make that pass. You know, we've seen it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, if you like and if you and if you want a positive, if you want to spin zone that the Celtics did get themselves out of it. Right. Like it was, you know, a couple of games of that against the Warriors and then some against the Clippers and then a little bit against the Lakers. But then I, I really think that's that them stealing themselves and saying like, OK, all right, transition. We got to stop it. Points in the paint. We got to stop it. Let's stop those things. And then they did it and then they won. That's a massive positive. Like the fact that they, it it didn't take them 50 games like it did last year. It took them two and and less than a quarter (laughs) to just kind of like, nope, we raise ourselves up now. Yeah. That's a massive positive. That's, that's such growth over last year. So, I mean, we'll see what it like. We want to see it continue, right? You want to see that offense now that they're back home, they've got this seven game homestand, you know, they're not going to be playing like Adam Silver isn't going to be like, you know, trying to um, give them all leg cramps. Like this, this is like this stretch has been crazy. Yeah. Um, but like you want to, so you want to see that offensive rating trickle back up, like see some of these, these big point uh, totals again. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I think again, um, you know, if you want, if you want to look at positives and negatives, I think those are the two big ones to me uh, from the road trip. Yeah. I think, I think the, the, the real positive is that they found, they found a way to win the two swing games. So you can say right, on a, right. on a six game road trip, I think without the, the green tint that most, you know, if you, you who are listening or watching are, are saying, Oh, we can win this. We can win that. We can win that. Oh, six and oh, five and one. If you, if you say generic NBA team goes on six game West coast swing or six game opposite, opposite coast swing, you can say you probably win a couple. There are probably a couple of losses in there. And there's two swing games that'll make you either a good, it'll be a good trip or a bad trip. That's, that's generally how I think you could approach that. So you got the Brooklyn win, you got the Phoenix win. And, and maybe it's not the, the teams that you thought, but those were the two. You had the, the Toronto turnaround and you had the Lakers turnaround as your swing games. The Warriors game, I think, good lesson out of the Warriors game. I think they put, I keep saying they put too much emphasis on it and tried too hard. I think they took themselves out of their own flow. Uh, that carried over a little to the Lakers, and by that time, now Which, they're starting to get tired. Real quick, real quick, sorry. The, I, I do, th- And I think that that Warriors thing is related to them dipping their toes back in, right? Like, yeah, I think sure. one of the reasons we saw them dip their toes back in is because they found themselves in a familiar situation against a very familiar opponent. Yes. And if you want to be discouraged by that, I think that is a little bit reasonable because – you're better than that, guys. Like, you don't have yeah. to play that way. So my positives are about the two swing games. That's good. They found a way to win. Anytime you can do that. Anytime you can do that, that's great. But let's go to the negative, and let's go to that Golden State game and, and take it back to the Miami game that they lost at home before the trip yes. and yep. the Clippers game. And, like, Jason Tatum, who had a couple of really bad games, obviously had the big 44-point explosion against the, the Lakers. They the 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 Warriors and the Heat they they found a way to kind of defend Tatum and Brian Scalabrini was talking about it afterwards on the post game. You actually force him to drive. You want him to drive, but you're driving him into help. And I highlighted this a little bit on Boston Sports Journal, where uh, against the Warriors he was actually being forced to his dominant hand. Which as a basketball player, if I see I see somebody forcing me to my right. I'm thinking, A, you don't know the game plan, or B, wait a second, wait, you're not supposed to do that. 
And when it's against Jason Tatum, everybody knows the game plan. So he's Tatum doesn't normally like to drive left a ton. He will, obviously, but um when when you force Tatum to to drive and then you send over the help, what we've seen from Tatum a lot is he's already made up his mind to go, I'm gonna finish this. But the help has come over and now now what? Now what? So do you think that that is something to be concerned about or is, you know, is it fixable or, or like what, what's your take on that? Um, so I think it's, I, I don't think it's something to be concerned about because one of the things that we're seeing is that it's happening in December, right? Like if you, you know, if this was like April or something like that, it would be like, huh. Interesting. Uh, but mm. like, you know, we're right before the playoffs. Like, well, for one thing, I don't think teams would try it in April because I think they would want to save it for the playoffs. But sure, yeah, um, yeah. but I do think I think it's December. Like one of the things we've seen from Tatum and one of the things that, you know, we've talked about it before. Celtics coaches talk about all the time is like how quickly he adjusts to things like mm. these. These are not things that are like like this isn't like the end of Jason Tatum. And as such, like I do think he'll be able to figure it out in plenty of time for games that really matter. Will there be some hiccups along the way as he, you know, kind of works his way through that? Sure, of course. Like, you know, that's like a natural progression of the NBA season. But, I mean, like what you just said, right? Tatum likes to go to his dominant hand. Of course he does. He's, you know, a human being who plays basketball. You like your dominant <laughs> hand. So, like, so what you're, again, and like to, to, to use kind of the same concept that we've talked about before, what you're doing is telling Jason Tatum, yeah, go the way you want to go. Like, that's not... That's not a long-term strategy. That's something that right. you do to, to, to pick off a game or two during the regular season. So, sure. no, I, I think um, I, I think that it's 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 a good idea, and it's it's the kind of little twist that that teams you know can 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 put together and can um, you know like that 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 you can that you can win a game with, and you know that's that's how you win games in the playoffs, right? Is is you you put those little twists in, and you you make things a little complicated, and maybe maybe you uh, maybe it helps you steal a game, but. Um, like when you look down the road, Tatum figures this stuff out very quickly. I'm, I, I, I think he'll be fine. I also think he'll be fine, and I actually think it's an opportunity for him to grow as a player. Yeah. Beyond, beyond the, oh, okay. When I see this guy, I need to pass, or I need to do this or that. I think there's an opportunity. This could be a defense. Let me, let me, let me broaden this out a little bit. This could be a defense that takes his game to another level. I'll tell you about that in just a second. First, today's show is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar has the most amazing tasting protein bars on the market. We're talking about cookie dough topper, coconut brownie bar, coconut brownie topper. I mean, this is all just amazing stuff that's good and good for you. White chocolate peppermint granola. Hey, it's time for the it's that time of year, right? It's built steak on the granola bar that's more filling and still insanely tasty. Candy cane brownie puff. Built puffs are like biting into the universe's most delicious cloud. So if you haven't tried Built Bar before, they're the best tasting protein bars ever built. They're revolutionizing, revolutionizing nutrition. As we all know, it's 100% real chocolate, 17 grams of protein, shockingly low sugar and calories, like 130 calories. So sink your teeth into that first bright bite <laughs> and it will change your life forever. I am going to get through this. I'm not kidding. 
There is still time if you haven't tried these Built Bar flavors. Magical, wonderful time afterwards. You're probably wondering which new flavor is my favorite. The unanswerable question, absolutely to say the least, because they are all my favorites. They're all unbelievable. They're all different. So you can order a mixed box, try all five flavors yourself. It's built and you got to try this. 15% off your order right now with the promo code LOCKEDON15. That's LOCKEDON15 at Built.com. All right, Tom, I said before the break, I think this could be something that unlocks Tatum and gets him to a new level. And what I mean is, this is more than just saying, oh, I'm expecting this late help. I think this is an opportunity for him to say, okay, instead of when I turn the corner and pick up my dribble up around, just past the free throw line, and take two big strides and fly in and try to lay it up, this is an opportunity for him to play a little bit more under control. And what I would love, love, love for him to be doing much more often is channel a little bit of Paul Pierce. Paul Pierce had this knack of – he had the defender. So Tatum, Tatum was driving down the right side of the lane. He got the defender on your left side. You just brush up against that defender with your left shoulder. You square up, and next thing you know, that guy's behind you. And once you get that guy behind you rather than on the side of you, you can keep that dribble alive, play off two feet. Now you can crow hop. Now you can step back out, draw the help out. Now you can start playing puppet master with the defense. Instead of trying to drive in and like, oh, crap, I got to make this read now while I'm jumping. You go in, you keep that dribble a little shorter stride. Now you've got that live dribble and three guys looking at you guy out in the corner, guy in the dunker spot, and you can say, okay, I'm going to go one step this way or one step deeper to this guy who's going to help a little bit closer so I can kick it to this guy in the corner for a much more wide open three. Or I'm going to go over from dunker. He's got to make a decision. If he's going to freeze or step up, boom, that's a lob. He's going to start manipulating those defenses you want to come try and do that stuff? No problem. Tatum right now gives up his dribble a little too easily. And I think if he can just learn, eliminate this guy here, eliminate this defender, manipulate these other defenders, now you are unguardable. So I think that's where Tatum takes that next, next step. You can come down and say, I'm going to read these defenses and recognize what these guys are doing. or you can get into that next level and say, oh, okay, you're forcing me this way. I'm just going to get my shoulder into this guy, and now I'm going to just widen out and play my game in the middle of the muck, and I'm going to force all you little you know, puppets to dance, dance, dance for me. That's where I think Tatum can be. Yeah, it's almost an, and tell me if this tell me if this doesn't make sense because I've, I've I've never really given voice to this thought before, but it, it, it's it, it's almost like Tatum kind of plays big. And now he's got to he's, now he's got to learn how to like play a little bit smaller too. Like it's almost like he takes these huge strides that you yeah. see guys like you know that like like Giannis would take right or or like that that big men would take. And he's I mean he's not quite Giannis's size, but he's he's a big dude. And like right so, yeah. you know, so he he takes these big strides. He you know he goes from like one side of the rim to the other, and in, in you know from the from the elbow in two steps, and he you know all this stuff like all these like long graceful moves. And, mm -hmm. you know, when you talk about like the puppet master, 
that's stuff that a point guard does, right? That's stuff that like a great, like Chris Paul does. I mean, yeah. that was, and I mean, one of the reasons Paul Pierce was so good is because he did all this manipulative stuff at what? Six, seven, six, something seven, like yeah. that. Like, yeah. So like, you know, and I mean, that's, yeah, that, that's, but that is kind of playing smaller. You know, that's that kind of like, like, you know, j- j- being more in control, being more just kind of like, um, kind of taking stock of things instead of these, these long loping, like, you know, like uh, th- these moves that are very hard to guard, but they are. But the way to guard them is to throw another defender at him because he's he's already kind of committed to that motion. If you can kind of make your motion a little bit more stop and go instead of this long kinetic kind of thing that he's doing, um, I think that uh, yeah, I, th- I mean, uh, it's a great way to unlock some more stuff and certainly something that like when you look at his handle, his footwork, his touch, all this stuff well within reach of his bag like certainly something that he could fit in there i want to give if i can give jason tatum a christmas gift i'd give him ballet lessons Ooh. so he can get in there and learn all of the little type little footwork those little things that can help him in the tight spaces and that's there's a, there's another level the beauty of what jason tatum can be is that He's he's now at this point where he's an MVP candidate, and I still think there's another level that he can get to. He still can be a lot better. Um, and look, we talk about Tatum. I gotta make sure that when I talk about Tatum like this, gotta make sure that Jalen Brown gets the shout out because he had. I was had, I was literally about to be like, we should talk about Jalen too. <laughs> we should we should mention that Jalen Brown. Jalen had an amazing road trip. I think Jalen had uh, the type of trip where the Celtics don't go four and two without Jalen Brown doing what he does. So I think one of the, the other big positives out of this is when Jason didn't have it, Jalen did. And there are a couple of games in there where Jalen maybe, maybe didn't quite have it the same way. And Jason did. Um, And it's, it's unfortunately, I think it's leading to a lot of like, People who like Jalen Brown better are saying, why isn't he getting all the respect? I keep bringing that up. But, hey, I did a Q&A on, on Boston Sports Journal today, and that comes up. It comes up all. You hear Skip Bayless ugh, talk about that. And, like, these people can't help but say, oh, well, Jason Tatum's the MVP candidate. Why isn't Jalen Brown? Well, let, let Jalen Brown catch up a little bit here. And it's only mid-December. Maybe Jalen Brown will become an MVP candidate. You don't know. He's playing extraordinarily well. So we do have to mention that this was, I think, actually a really great road trip for the the overall kind of perception of both of these guys. Uh, real quick, I want to I want to there is there's an art to the hot take that like some people are really good at. And I just the, the Jalen Jason stuff in 2022 when it's almost 2023, just that, that that's too ham handed. That's uh, yeah. you're not you're not that's not there's no touch to it there's no finesse to that hot take yeah. there's yeah, an yeah, art yeah. form to this you uh, anyway um I mean you want, like couple numbers from Jalen during the road trip sixty six point seven percent from mid range like sizzling hot uh, like sixty eight percent at the rim not and um and for the season now he is in the ninety first percentile on dribble jumpers. So dribbling into a jumper, he is, I mean, like top 10% of the league. An Brown, he's an elite scorer. Elite. And and one of the things that we're seeing is that like, I, I think the, the one of the, like 
I think the Celtics have this untapped thing still because when you look at how Tatum has excelled all year, it's this like drive and kick, like, you know, hit, hit, get the layups, get to the free throw line, hit these threes. And it's this hyper efficient stuff, right? That like the stuff that you build an offense around. And it's one of the reasons why Tatum plus the bench unit has just been so, so elite. But one of the other things we're seeing is that Jalen is so good at just hammering the other parts of the floor where Tatum doesn't always do as much damage. He's just burying these mid-range jumpers. Yep. You know, where Tatum, here's an interesting thing. As a scorer, Tatum is like like 0.88, something like that. I, I haven't looked in like the last like couple of days, but that's where he's been hovering. It's like 0.88 points per possession. Not that great in the pick and roll as the ball handler. Jalen is well over one point per possession, and he's in like the 90th percentile as a pick and roll ball handling score. So like Tatum is the one spraying the ball, but Jalen can finish those pick and roll options. Jalen is hitting these mid range jumpers. Jalen's getting to the rim and getting these finishes. Like, I think there's this way that we haven't necessarily seen yet where the Celtics can complement each other, where, where Tatum and Jalen can complement each other as scorers. while Tatum is still kind of being this facilitating guy. I think mm. we've seen still a little bit of like the your turn, my turn, where if, if all of that comes together, Good luck. Like, I don't, yeah. I really don't know what you do about that. You know, it's funny, Tom. I made basically that exact same point yesterday, post game. I was, I basically <laughs> I did had... not listen to the post game pod at 4 30 <laughs> in the morning. I apologize. That's a hand yeah, up yeah, yeah. on my <laughs> I, uh, I made the exact same point of with Tatum hitting, like, going, basically going threes and, and layups. It's Jalen who can pick up all the mid range points. And it's hard for a defense. You're defending the Celtics with both those guys on the floor. It's hard to be like, oh, Jalen, Jalen has the ball. We got to squid. Everybody do this differently. And, and that when Jason has the ball, you got to do that differently. It's it's hard because you get into this this type of I don't know um, routine that it's it's hard it's hard to defend both of those guys. So yeah, that's this is part of the evolution, and this is part of having superstars in their mid twenties, yeah, who and are still improving and still figuring themselves out it's scary for the rest of the league scary and both of them are superstars at this point you look at those like those graphics that that you know like you see on a lot of the national broadcasts where it's like okay the the best duo scorers of all time and it's like yeah. Jalen and jason are number one like that includes <laughs> like shaq and kobe and bird and mikhail and it's like yeah so far this season they are having the best the best yeah. duo scoring season of all time that's wild these guys are like, I mean, these guys are, are doing historic things um, yeah. together. So it's yeah. it's cool to watch, man. They are they are a couple of impressive basketball players. They are. I think I think for clarification, I think that might have been like post merger or something like that. Because okay, there are, okay, sure. There, there are some '60s lineups. So like, Wilt Wilt and like any one <laughs> okay, of his yeah. teammates was <laughs> fair. <laughs> fair. So um, the final thing that Wilt I wanna, and some guy you've never heard of uh, Wilt yeah, and the tenth man were still averaging sixty. Right. So, because Wilt had fifty-two or something. <laughs> right. uh, let's let's briefly, because I did tease this before. Um, this road trip is very helpful. They play these six games over the course of what ten days. They come home for what is this seven games over the course of a little bit more than two weeks, and then they head back out on the road. So, this resilience that they've learned is going to be the lessons from this road trip are immediately going to be applied to January. 
So after this trip, this homestand, which we didn't even talk about, we can talk about tomorrow. Um, Orlando, Orlando, Indy, Minnesota, Milwaukee on Christmas Day, Houston, and the Clippers. There's a real strong possibility of coming out of that with with a lot of wins. So uh, I like their chances there. But then they go four four game road trip, two games at home, another three game road trip, a game at home, another three game road trip, and two games at home in January. They played 15 times and only five home games in January. Yikes. Everything that they learned on this road trip, it's going to be applied in January. January is where we really see what this team is made of, Tom, because not only road heavy, January is the doldrums. This is where we see the teams have that mental ability to get through the, oh, we're already this far into the season. I need a break. Can they get past these tough teams that will be gunning for them but maybe aren't so good? Uh, or or are they going to start to cave a little bit? I um, Full disclosure, before the pod, you brought up January, and I was like, oh, I haven't looked. And then I looked at it, and I was like, <laughs> what is this? Um, well, but, I mean, like, if you look at the rest of the schedule, there's a lot of road games the rest of the way. I mean, you look at February, obviously there's the All-Star break, so there's not as many games. Um, there's, you know, that more, uh, I believe it's six and five, uh, home and road. But then you go to March, it's seven and nine again. Like March, it's more road games than home games again. So, yeah, yeah. it's – I mean, it's – the NBA season is a grind. And uh, the Celtics have a lot of grinding ahead of them. Um, but, you know, this was the longest road trip. Like you said, there were lessons here um, that can apply the rest of the way. So we'll see, we'll see what they learned in the relatively near future. Well, I hope our listeners have learned a lot – over the past 38 minutes or so. So this will be a good place to stop. We'll pick this back up 24 hours from now. Sounds good. I hope you're, I hope you have new water by then. <laughs> yes. The water that was in this class uh, was poured at four in the morning for the last podcast and half of it was left here and that's all I had left. So, Hey, Look, I, man. Forgot, I forgot you didn't say that on the pod. So like yeah, our yeah, listeners yeah. are probably somewhat confused there for a minute. No, but, yep, right. well, I had, I just had like room temperature water sitting there and have a half full glass. Um, and uh, yeah, that's, it's gotta, you gotta do these podcasts, man. You gotta crank them out. People de- demand the pods. They demand algae. Them. Algae is good for podcasting. More yeah, and more people are saying it was, it. Only, it was only like 12 hours. So it didn't, it's, it was fine. It was fine. It was fine. Well, cut, cut to me tomorrow with no voice. All right, Tom. <laughs> We'll talk to you later. There he goes. And there I go. Thanks, everybody, for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you're new to the podcast, welcome aboard. Thank you so much for checking it out. Hopefully, you are so happy about joining the show that you want to subscribe and you want to watch the show on YouTube and participate in the comments because there are plenty of comments being made on the YouTube page. So hop in. Comment away. And if you are a subscriber, I'd love it if you shared the podcast, told your friends, family, and everybody they should be listening to and watching the Lockdown Celtics podcast right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.